leftovers, or the DMV, or house cleaning, or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. T plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Matty Atlantic from Ring General Radio. You are listening to the 4D Podcast Network. Welcome, everybody, back to Hard Day Diaries. I'm your host, Andy Matfield. Uh, thanks for listening. This is season four. Uh, I'm not sure what episode we're in now. I think three, I'm pretty sure. Three, maybe four. Uh, either way, thank you for listening back. It's been uh, a long break, but I'm glad to have everyone, uh, new stories and new people and listening in and whatnot. It's been it's been fun listening to people's, uh, people tell me stories of their pain and and whatnot and how they've got through it and how they've been able to help themselves and others so uh if you'd like to be on the show hit me up um at matfield or you can email me at harddaydiaries at gmail.com um please like subscribe share all that stuff um but that's gonna do it for the intros i don't like doing long intros so uh without further ado please welcome to the show my guest for today davon bland Hey, how's it going? What's up? <laughs> Not much, man. So we uh, we've talked about this a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, I've given you rides home for a few times, and Thank like you, you talk for about the rides. It. Oh, dude, always. Like I said, anytime. It's always fun talking with you. Uh, we, we've talked about it before, and you kind of mentioned it on stage. But uh, what are you going to talk about today? Uh, we're going to talk about my seizure disorder. I have a a seizure disorder. I take medication for. So talk about that. Hey, how long? Uh, how long have you been diagnosed with the seizure disorder for? Well, diagnose uh, is that's an interesting question because I like the first time that I had a seizure, we weren't quite sure if it was a seizure or not. Uh, my mom caught it halfway, like right at the tail end. I think it's like 2010, almost like maybe even a, maybe even nine years since it happened. It happened in 2010, like September of 2010. Oh snap! The cat just y- y'all can't see this, but Andy allergic to cats, and one of the cats, one of my roommates' cats, just hopped on the table. He wants, ah, he wants to be on the show. Yo, you can't be on. The sh- should I just bring him off the nah, table? Nah, we'll just ignore him. Okay, he's a big boy. Yeah, this is a big cat. Um, yeah, but no, my uh, I was having what we now know as a seizure, but when it happened, I guess something something was happening, and I remember my mom opening ah. Oh, Oh God! You're fine. Okay, remember my my. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's it's just funny. The cat is rubbing against the mic and stuff. This is oh. yeah, and you're like this cat's antisocial, and this one's like, "What's up, dude?" My bad. My bad. <laughs> no, it's all good. All right. But um, yeah, my mom was my mom had opened my door to my room and like was like, "Are you okay?" I immediately I stood up 
and for some reason my tongue felt swollen and I just like I stood up like and I just slunk and I fell down um my mom was just checking me out trying to see if I was okay my tongue felt swollen my body felt limp uh my my bones were all achy I just didn't feel right and after shortly after that we got what's up what's up cat we (laughs) we got me checked out and um we weren't sure or not if I had a seizure. So what we did is they put me on this prescription called Capra, which I, I take now. And they put me on like this high dosage of Capra um, initially as a precaution. We did like a we did like a I think first we did a CAT scan. Then we did a we did a CAT scan. Then we did an MRI. MRIs are like weird to have. Oh yeah, it's like that's probably that's actually probably some of the best sleep I ever got. You slept in your MRI too. I slept too? through the MRI. I thought I was the only one, man. Some people can't do it. I can't stay awake in those things. Oh, for real? Yeah, it's that sound. Just that. It was. It was. I like it. It was kind of peaceful. I I liked it a lot. There was something about being in an enclosed thing that just felt comfortable. Yeah, but it's like a weird little hug. Yeah, that's kind. Of, yeah, I'd agree with that. But yeah, I had the MRI, and then after the MRI, they were like, "There's something, but we're not entirely sure what it is." And but from the CAT scan and the MRI, they found out that I had a a twisted vein. I have a twisted vein in my frontal lobe of my cerebral cortex. I okay. believe it is. So like on the right side of my brain, there's like a vein that like twists up coming up from my nose and then on to like my forehead when like you know when people were like people are like upside down and you can see like their veins popping out yeah you can kind of see that on my head only it's like coming up from my nose and like past my eye a little bit interesting and it's like got a weird twist to it it doesn't look like it's supposed to be there and it really isn't and that's kind of why i have like it's an abnormality that's part of why i have the seizures or why i'm prone to having seizures so we get all those tests done and then we do like a i think it's an ekg like okay. a they do like a brainwave scan and what's up there's two cats um they do the they did a brainwave scan and from the brain like a sleep study almost mm-hmm. so they put like a bunch of little electro things on my head um which was hard to do because i had dreads at the time and they were trying to they had to like kind of glue them onto your head had to work through your dreads had to work through the dreads and then they the the night before of the sleep study they tell you not to sleep you got to stay up the whole time yeah and then so that way they can determine how you sleep during it but when you do the study what they do is they told you close your eyes for like five minutes or like a minute and then open your eyes and then they'll flash a light in your face and then they'll tell you close your eyes close your eyes again so like you can't sleep the night before, and then when they when you do the study, it's like this weird disrupted sleep. So it's not fun at all. Yeah, that sounds like it sucks. It was it was terrible. Um, and I think I've gotten two of those done in like the last nine year span. But from what they told from that is, uh, with the with the sorry with the CAT scan, the MRI, and the brainwave scan, they determined that I have that frontal that twisted vein in my frontal lobe and that because of that i have like spikes like there's like spiked activity where seizures could happen where i'm prone to it um but even with those we weren't 
entirely sure that I actually had had them and I was like living life as if I hadn't. So yeah. every now and then, I think it was, it was like senior year of high school, every now and then I wouldn't take my medicine. Sometimes I would, I, I wasn't taking it consistently. Okay. A lot of that was just cause like the medicine, like one of the side effects was that it made you drowsy and it was like, it was senior year of high school. I wasn't, I wasn't like, I almost, I almost flunked out of uh, high school. I almost failed it because the first three years of high school, I wasn't getting really good grades. And that yeah. last year I got, <laughs> they cast me out. The last year of high school, they put me in a, uh, or I, I didn't get, they didn't put me, but me and my mom, there was a, I went to Armstrong High School. Okay. That's in, in uh, Minneapolis. Oh, it's in Plymouth. It's like, oh, Plymouth, okay. you know, it's like a suburb of Minneapolis. Yeah, yeah um, I'm from northern Minnesota, so I'm like, anytime someone's like, this school, I'm like, oh, yeah. where? It's, yeah, it's like, so, um, it's like. Is it like right off the loop then? Like the 694, uh, it's like, loop? It's close to like 169. But uh, I went to that high school and almost f- failed the last, the, the, the first three years of it, I got terrible grades. Like I, like I'd failed gym one time. I got put in an alternative program the last year. That program was actually really dope. There is a program at Armstrong High School called A School. It's like a credit recovery. There, you gotta, you gotta chill. This. Hang on, let's see if he wants to be on. He wants to be on the that podcast. That was bear. What if cats had a podcast? Podcasts podcast yo stop <laughs> but um oh. <laughs> i'm leaving this in <laughs> but no i got put in that program and it was like a credit recovery thing so but because of but like i was under a lot of stress that year uh some family members had passed and i wasn't taking i wasn't taking the medicine regularly because i was like oh, i don't have seizures this is just a precautionary thing and then one time, me and my friends were going up north to a friend's uh, cabin. It wasn't really a cabin. It was like a condo that he called the cabin. It yeah. was up in like Brainerd, Breezy Point. Oh, yeah. That's a mansion. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, right. Breezy Point is... If you're not familiar with Breezy Point, uh, it's a very rich area. Super rich. <laughs> it's like Lake Pelican or Pelican, Pelican Lake or something yeah, Pelican like that. Pelican Lake. Yeah. But um, we went up there to hang out. And there was a lot of stress in that situation because, like, I was, I've always been like the sober friend of the group. And around that time, those friends, we used to be the sober group, but then, like, some, you know, like when, like, the one cool dude of the group starts smoking weed and then everyone yep. starts smoking weed, like, that kind of happened. And so they went up north. They were going to go up north to my friend Sam's cabin to go drink. And they invited me last minute. I didn't want to go because, like, I didn't drink and like they knew that about me. I was kind of like the stuck up friend in that respect. Yeah. Like I'm chill about it now. I don't judge people. But at that time I was like, oh, y'all are me a fuck up. You guys are breaking the rules. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, I, but I went up with them just to have fun and stuff. We had like a weird part in our friendship, all of us. And I forgot to bring my meds. So... We're there. We're going to be there for the weekend. Two days into it. Now, this is like a bunch of teenage boys up north. No adult supervision. We're all drinking, like, Mountain Dew Code Red. Like, <laughs> like there's no, like, good hydration happening. So I'm dehydrated. I don't have my meds on me. And we're getting into random high school arguments. 
yeah constantly so at one point two days into it i have a huge headache and i'm like why do i have this headache i'm dehydrated um i think me and my friends got into this or th- not even me and them but like they got into a huge argument where they were gonna stop being friends with this one guy fun fact i don't kick it with any of these people anymore <laughs> i'm not we don't hang out at all but at the time they're like arguing and they're like oh i'm not gonna kick it with james fuck james and i'm like no nah, but james is good james was a racist actually really but, yeah no i hung out with a lot of like in retrospect a lot of the people i hung out with were very racist well, and um, it only gets like it's parroted, right? And then it just only starts to like it more solidified as people get older yeah. and become more in that habit. Mm. They were like, I remember like being a kid and being like, "Oh, these guys are great," and they were great. But like as we got older, their views, you know, became more pronounced and stuff. And now yeah. I don't hang out with a lot of them anymore. But they got into huge arguments, and they were just like, "Yo, fuck James!" And at a certain point, all of us chill out and we're like good again. And we're just like, all right, good night, bro. Good night, good night. And I close my eyes, and as soon as I open them, there's a cop in front of me flashing a, a, a flashlight in my face. And he's like, yo, hey, you just had a seizure, which you're not supposed to do if someone has a seizure. You're not supposed to flash a light in their face and be like, hey, did you know that you just had a thing? Because some people have seizures that are like, triggered by yeah. are you ready for in, round two <laughs> right some people have seizures that are triggered by intense light um and mine aren't but they're like i think they're they're like triggered by like lots of like really prolonged periods of stress yeah and then just me not being on my medication which at that point all of those triggers had just like solidified and i just had one that night but th- but that's that was the seizure that one seizure that was the one that was like that determine yeah you do in fact have seizures you do have this this disorder it's not something that you could just be like oh we're just taking this med this medicine as a precaution like you yeah. do have this thing you have had this thing this so. is the conf- or this is your confirmation yeah, right, yeah. exactly because a lot a lot of times people get diagnosed with things or people go through the the motions of go like learning about a thing and they're just like in denial of it and in many yeah. ways I was in denial of it, but at that point, it was like, I can't be in denial of it because I, I literally just had it. It's a confirmation bias where you're just like, well, I haven't had a seizure, so I don't have this. Yeah. But you didn't have one because your medication was helping you not have those. So it's like, mm. it's that side. Like, well, I, a lot of people go off antidepressants. They'll be like, well, I don't feel depressed anymore. I don't need them. Right. Well, you don't feel depressed because your antidepressant is working. So, yeah. It's wild to think about, and it is. It's interesting because, like, after that, after that particular seizure, I started thinking about all the times in which I had moments like that. Yeah, like me and my mom were like thinking back, and like my mom was like, "Hey, there, there have been times where you've been like, oh, my tongue feels swollen, or I feel very achy, or I have like a headache that just." came across the cat's liquid i'm so sorry Andy. i mean it's pretty funny because uh bear i know this is dump truck yeah dump truck is huge this is a huge cat <laughs> shouts out to micah that's the owner of dump truck dump truck's got to be like a 20 pound cat but he's also like a, a tall cat yeah but um i mean i guess get it you, you can try it <laughs> <laughs> it's a very flexible cat too 
Um, but yeah, my mom was like, yeah, there's been times where you have felt like all of the side effects of having a seizure you've talked to me about. Yeah. So it like, like I could pinpoint certain times where like I felt certain things. Like I remember one time I was hanging out with my, my friend Cody had slept over in high school. And I remember waking up one day and feeling terrible. I had a headache. My bones were all messed up. My tongue was swollen. And I just, I didn't. I didn't understand why I felt that way, but I didn't, like, really dig deep into it. Yeah. You weren't just going to kind of put two and two together. You're like, oh, I just must have slept like shit. Right, Something yeah. like that. Slept on the couch, and I was like, well, obviously this is a terrible couch. My family <laughs> my family is poor. We have couches that make us sleep funny. So. Yeah. yeah, I think we've all had those sleeps where you're just like, this is definitely, I slept on a weird edge. Yeah. But yours was mine. Like, made, oh, I had a mine made me like yeah. I like I I I was foaming to the mouth doing the Harlem Shake in my sleep, and I woke up being like ah oh, this is this is a terrible couch. Like, uh, damn support supporting the couch. <laughs> right, yeah. it's giving me seizures. Oh, we had uh, one of those pullout joints, the pullout couch <laughs> things. It'd be way better. Uh, so then, how old were you? Do you think when that like the first one you remember? I had to be like that. Had to. Do you mean like when like when it first like looking back? Or yeah, like, like the, looking back, like so, when do you think is like the first one you remember being like, okay, that was weird. Probably like middle school. Like there's probably been times in middle school where I've had them that I can think of. The situation with Cody, like that was probably like freshman year of high school that I could think of. Okay. Um, what else? So like right around puberty age then? Yeah, right, right around that time I'd say. So you're kind of like middle school age, you start to, to notice that. And mm. like part of it too, could you kind of think, oh, I'm growing. So yeah, yeah aches are normal. That's just, I mean, I had like really bad acne to a certain degree. I still do, but I had really bad acne. Dandruff was kicking in. I was starting to smell musty. And for so, like, I didn't question having a swollen tongue and like headaches. I was just like, this is just a part of it. This is how all old people feel. This is how old people feel, yeah. <laughs> you hit puberty and then you just feel terrible all the time. <laughs> you just, your body feels like it's buzzing all the time. Yeah. And you have swollen tongue. Right, this is part of it. Oh, man. So then that that kind of, when when did you get, I'm doing air quotes now, diagnosed? Um, I have to say like 20, like so right after the that, that sort of, first one that we like were aware of mm -hmm. uh where they put me on the medication like after the right after the uh the the sleep study so i want to okay. say that probably happened maybe like 2010 2011 okay so around that time we like get officially like start seeing more neurologists and they can they tell us what's what the deal is yeah um that no i i actually need to be taking this medication this isn't like a precaution thing like it is but it's like this is a very real thing yeah um so yeah i'd, I'd say like 2010 2011 like right at like just after turning 18 which is just like right into adulthood just, oh man you know like I'm an adult and I have a seizure disorder. I gotta start paying taxes <laughs> yeah. and I'm having seizures. Um, so now uh, you're 26. 27. Just turned 27 September 10th. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I was gonna say it's really, really close because uh, mm. we're end of September now. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, that's been eight years now, nine years almost. Yeah. About, so. Or nine years. 
nine years since yeah nine years so and you and i've talked about this but um the listeners won't know what like what uh precautions and things like that do you take to kind of get through your regular day uh so i i got prescribed keppra i take like seven like 750 milligram tabs of keppra that i have to take uh twice a day like one in the morning one at night uh they mainly do that because Keppra is like, as a medication, it like goes through the system very fast. Okay. Um, sometimes I accidentally forget the morning dose, but I never forget the nighttime dose. Yeah. Because I've only ever had the seizures in my sleep. So around that, there's times where if like I forget my medication and I, uh, yeah, if, if I forget my medication or I don't have it on me, I just like straight up just won't go to sleep. But that's just out of the fear of like, I had these in my sleep, and I don't have my medication. If I go yeah. to sleep, I'll probably have one. Um, but I take th- I take that medicine twice a day. I, uh, I I abstain from I'm straight edge, and I've always been straight edge. But like like having the seizure disorder is like more of a reason to abstain from like drugs and alcohol yeah. and stuff. Especially if you don't know how it's going to affect what you take to make sure you don't have seizures. Exactly. Exactly. A lot of a lot of people have hit me up and been like, "Yo, if you take if you have a seizure thing, you could probably like there's like strands of weed you could take for that." But and I I need to say this because like people piss me off when they tell me that because it took me so long to finally get to like a dosage of my medicine that didn't like make me all uh, what's the word groggy and stuff. Yeah. That like for me to just be like. For me to finally get to that point and just be like, I'm gonna start smoking weed. I can't do that. Yeah, let's start over. Let's start. Yeah, it's like, but people people will say that so casually, like, yo, you could just smoke weed. You don't need to be on these meds. Like, nah, fam. Like, yeah, I'm comfortable. Yeah, um, it's it's. I mean, like a lot of people will say, well, try CBD oil, try this, try that, which is fine if that works mm-hmm. for you, great. But like, for you, you've you've grown up with it. And yeah, now, <laughs> like literally. Yeah, yeah. now like if you have a good mix in it don't change it yeah. it's working and it's not working against you why risk it because then there's a chance even if you know if the cbd or marijuana doesn't work and you come back to this one now you you got to get back to a different level because your body is adjusted to it again so yeah, stick yeah. with it yeah I, uh take the medicine abstain from drugs and alcohol i kind of just try to make sure i don't have a lot of because the because the seizures have happened in moments where I've been in like intense stress, I try to like eliminate as much stress from my life as possible. You can't you can't eliminate all of it because you never know, you know. Yeah, especially in comedy. hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. Know, There's so much stress. Do you like meditate or do anything like that? I, I used to meditate a lot. Every uh, I don't know the. Every now and then I'll have like a phase of just like I'm gonna start meditating. Recently, it's been more so not meditating, but trying out other forms of art. Yeah, like I paint a lot. Painting, oh, cool. painting helps me uh, de-stress a lot. I play bass. I'm in a band. Music helps me a lot. Music helps me, not to the same degree as comedy, but it's like also like it's almost a pretty close thing. Yeah, um, I get that. Like, I did art therapy when my mom died. Just like we just draw, and just like little mm. things. Like you'd start to notice things about people you wouldn't notice before. Right. So like little dumb things like that, or people are like, oh, art doesn't help. Totally help. Art helps a lot. Helps yeah. so much for me. <laughs> That's real. Yeah. So then, uh, you paint a lot. Like, what's your paint of choice? You do like uh, 
oil paints i do water paints so some of these in the house there are most of the paints or not most all of them have been acrylic paintings um there's paintings over here that i've done and then over there but like yeah they're more they're uh, I've, i haven't tried oil paints yet but it's mostly just been acrylic cool yeah mm. I, I just got some acrylic paints the other day and i'm like I'm, I'm, it's gonna get weird oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was there was a comic the other day my uh rebecca wilson gave me a canvas the other day for a birthday present i was like yo thank you i'm gonna i'm gonna paint the most depressing thing on this <laughs> like and they were like just go ahead go ahead that's all so that uh do you, and then like is there like a diet that you have or like any specific nah. food you avoid or nah. well I, d- I don't eat pork but that's just like a personal thing but nah i i can eat anything for the most part i know there's, there's some people like a cousin of mine uh has like was diagnosed with epilepsy and one of the things that they said that could help with them was like a high it's like a high fat uh some type of diet where there's like high fats and like low sodium or something like that okay so uh, i might be fucking this up but they like at one point they had like their specialists were just like yo we could put you we could put them on a certain diet that helps some people but my aunt wasn't like feeling it yeah so but there are some people that like like to help with epilepsy i think will uh, change their diets and stuff. Yeah, because there's all sorts of stuff that can help with it. Mm-hmm. Like I just got diagnosed with hypothyroid. Oh. So like I'm levic or I'm on levi lev- levithyroid. Either way, I'm on mm-hmm. some levothyroxine. I think. What okay. It is. Sixteen tries, I'll get it right. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's so far. I hadn't had energy in a really long time. Mm-hmm. So I I'd like I just assumed it was like ah you're just still depressed because your mom is dead. Uh, uh, turns out I just didn't have energy because my thyroid wasn't working. Uh, sometimes, so, so. sometimes it's not the trauma. Sometimes it's the body, like just being an asshole. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it was. So, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I have questions about because we've talked a lot about it uh, and like coming up to talk about this and just in passing because, like I said, you know, mm. I bring you home whenever I, we're in the same space. Um, well, yeah, I mean, as far as, like, driving and stuff like that, that's affected you because you don't drive, you take public transit. Yeah, so, like, when you when you have a seizure, they don't, they don't want you driving because, like, the possibility that you might be behind the wheel and, like, have a seizure and cause, like, you know, collisions and accidents and stuff. It's a, it's a safety risk. Um, so, um, I could have, like, I was hoping to get my license when I was 18. I didn't get it when I was 16 because of, like, whatever reasons. But I was, like, when I was 18, I was, like, having friends teach me how to drive. My mom taught me how to drive a little bit. And then I I got the seizure thing, and they were like, yo, yeah, you you can't, you shouldn't drive for a while. Um, So, recent, like, in recent years, I've been cleared to drive. But because I was told for so long that I shouldn't drive, I just kind of, like, just haven't haven't tested it out yeah there's that anxiety like we were talking about yeah. earlier you're just kind of well what if what if well like I, I haven't had one in a long time but like there's something like as a as a passenger and being in the car with other people driving just seems to be this very like nerve-wracking thing and like it like i don't know how that would affect me yeah so like I don't I don't know if I'd like come home from a night and like be like the roads would be all messed up and 
I'd maybe be super anxious about it and go to sleep. And then even if I did take my meds, what if yeah. I had a seizure? You know? What if that's your stressor? Right. Yeah. So. Well, I think that's a valid point. Mm. It's definitely, definitely something that I would be worried about if I had seizures. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm an anxious person in general, but adding that and those two things. Yeah. My body would find a way to have a seizure to prove me right. They'd be like, ha ha. Like, ha you got it. You're right. I'm like, ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> Not again. Harlem Shake. Right. <laughs> it's less scary if you, like, make fun of it, you know? Like, yeah. Because you don't let it own you. Right. Well, is there anything that you want to say to people that could be struggling with, like, coming to terms with uh, a seizure disorder? It's just, I, I don't know. This shit is hard. But like, well, first off, taking medicine. You, know, you got to take your medicine. If you feel as though you're taking too much medicine, that's something that you got to talk to your doctors with, but you got to take your medicine. I didn't take my medicine. You know, I was just like, nah, I don't have seizures. This is just, but that, that, was, that was just like a weird mixture of like me not knowing for sure. And then teen angst. I was just like, I don't have seizures. They just put me on this, these meds cause they afraid. Yeah. And then I ended up having another one. So you got to take your medicine because otherwise you could put you put yourself at risk yeah if you're not having them it's working right so, so you gotta take your medicine take stuff like one day at a time is it's difficult but you know you just gotta you still gotta live your life yeah and you're lucky you're kind of in an area where there's public transit and things like that so it's mm-hmm. a little bit easier to get around without a vehicle right but in the area you're in too there's not a ton of options i mean like my house i have three bus lines within a half a block of my house it's nuts Mm. so yeah it's that's an interesting difference too so i take the bus everywhere i like it's it's been better since i've moved to the city like when i lived in the suburbs sometimes the buses the buses would come every like two hours and then during the dang dump (laughs) during the the weekends the buses wouldn't run at all so like there were times where straight up I would even in the winter time there'd be tri- times where I'd like walk maybe two miles to the nearest place where the bus was. Wow. Um, I'm talking like deep ass snow, like you know. I to this day like people people are and people are weirded out by that, but like that's just what I had to do to get around. You got to get to work or mm. anywhere other than where you're at. Yeah. So I think we're in the the power down mode. You've got a lot of shows and bands and stuff that you host, so <laughs> promote up, man. Throw some uproar love uh, out. We got so we we host uproar comedy open mic uh, every Monday except the first Monday of the month over at Do North Craft Spirits. Uh, that's with uproar performing arts, which is me, Zochi De La Luna, Comrade Trip, um, and Maddie Tinger. Me and my band, Fluorescent Midnight, are going to be performing at the Terminal Bar September 27th with Night of Joy and this other band that I forget. I'm sorry. That's all right. This one will be um, middle to late October, uh, maybe uh, early November. So uh, I'm assuming that the show by. was crushed. It was great. Uh, <laughs> we'll all, all the bands did well except for the one he couldn't remember. <laughs> we'll see. And then I'm I'm doing some type of house show on the 29th. Um, I like doing house, house shows are fun. I like doing those. Yeah, indie comedy. Like indie comedy. Yeah, house <laughs> shows are fun. There's like I don't know. I've 
I like doing comedy in clubs and in you know bars and other things, but I have I feel the most free doing it at house shows or like in, and I feel like the audience to performer connection is more genuine. Yeah. So not not and, and there's there's some spots where I've done it where I've been friends with people, and there's some spots where I've done it where the people have no clue who I am. They just know that I do stand up. I show up to their house, and like. And perform and it just works out well it's like the purest form because mm-hmm. like uh with clubs people will just sometimes go there because they have nothing else to do yeah but with like a house show people go there because they want to be there mm-hmm. so it's like kind of a different thing and like people at clubs are like i am i like comedy let's yeah. go see comedy sometimes that's weird because sometimes it's not even just comedy sometimes it's just people just want to go out yeah like, there's been times where i've been at like ccu and there have been people in the audience that like were eating food and they were a hundred percent more interested in the food that they ordered than the comedy. Not saying that the I was saying that the 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 comics were bad, just saying that these yeah. people like they went out and like the food was a main draw for them going out. Well, I mean I've been to CCU. Corner bars food is it's fine. Mm. But I mean that wouldn't be a reason I would go out. Yeah. Well I mean you do stand up though. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah, CCU's got, uh, they've got solid food, uh, but they've got good comics. So, yeah. And, like, comics that you don't see all the time, you know, like, not comics that you see in a lot of, like, the big main clubs. Mm. You'll see, like, a lot more up-and-comers or more ulti comics, which is, honestly, I for me, I'd like that better. But, same, same. yeah, that's, that's where it's at. Uh, what's your social media links? People can find me at... Uh, I think I'm on Instagram as Davon Bland, either Davon Bland or Davy Abstract. That's D E V Y A B S T R A K T. That's but your rap name, right? It used to be. <laughs> it, it used. To, I, oh, Andy, I can't even talk about when I used to rap. I got a SoundCloud. You do? Yeah, but I just put beats out on there now. I don't try to rap it anymore because it was just, like I grew up in the suburbs. So it was like it was just a lot of like I'm different than these other like it was <laughs> it was just like a lot of it was a lot of like like I'm not the same like it was a lot of that. I made like a I made a character based off it recently. I did uh I did a character at Pussy Control a few weeks ago and I'm trying to bring the character back. It's called Sad Boy Dave. I want to see that. Real sad, bad. sad boy Dave is like a sad rapper, but like the saddest sad rapper. Like he's competitive. Like you know how like a lot of rappers are competitive. Like yeah. I'm the best rapper out here. Sad boy Dave is like your favorite rapper isn't as sad as me. Like you're a one downer instead of a one upper. Yeah. I yeah I want to see that character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love stuff like that. I have a friend that uh, plays a character called the Sad Man, <laughs> and it's I'll show it to you. Uh, so if you're listening, look up Alan Richardson, Sad Man. It might come up on YouTube. Probably won't. If you see him, though, go see that's a funny show. Yeah. Uh, I guess. Um, oh yeah, Fresh Bleats. You you run oh, that too? Yeah. So we we just did. A, I have a, a monthly show over at Comedy Corner Underground called Fresh Bleats. We just had it last Thursday. Uh, there was a roast of me. Never again. Uh, the roast shows are fun, but that was very intense. Like not not terribly intense, but like my mom roasted me, comrade roasted me, comrade destroyed everybody. Oh, comrade is one comrade will hopefully someday be on the show. But he's so creative, mm-hmm. and he'll get you. 
Comrade got everybody. Comrade did an impersonation of me on Instagram, and it made me like I I got to delete my account. Now. <laughs> it, was, it was very embarrassing because you just crushed it so hard. Yeah, it, it was it was a fun show. We had a pretty good show. That's hosted by me and Kate Anderson, who's awesome. She's so fucking funny, right? Kate is Kate is so fucking funny. It's, She's my favorite Minneapolis comic. Or hands down, I will say that on my show. You heard it here on she, Hard Day Diaries. She's so fucking funny. <laughs> Kate, funny as hell. And then, like, the, my my favorite part about working on the show with Kate is that, like, when we meet up to talk about ideas, a lot of it is me having, like, a few ideas that we figure out, but then Kate having, like, 50, and then, like, us, like, condensing that to, like, four. Because Kate will, like, go on these, like, amazing tangents and then talk about growing up in, like, uh, in, like, New York or, like, upstate New York and all these different ideas and, like, doing comedy in different parts of the country and, like, different shows and stuff and then go on all these dope tangents. And I learned so much doing the show. And then, like, but then Kate will be like, ah, oh, but that's just a, that's just whatever. Let's do this. And then we'll have, like, one or two or four ideas and we'll work with those oh that's awesome yeah i've been meaning to get out to it but this the next one so we're not having one in october because that's like the the week that fresh bleeds falls on is the week of the Ten Thousand laugh comedy festival yeah but the next one is going to be in november that's going to be the one year oh dope Mm. cool yeah i'll definitely uh i'm gonna put it in my calendar right now because it's the third thursday of the month third thursday of the month yep I'm doing it right now. I'm actually eating up space time to do that right now. Uh, that uh, I think that's. Is there anything else that you want to promote? Promote um, away, man. I am all for giving up as much promotion. What could I promote? What's the other show you and Zochi run together? Me and Zochi run uh, as as a part of Upper Performing Arts. We we do. Uh, there's Mother Goose's Bedtime Stories, which is a, a, mu- is a music and arts cabaret. Zochi hosts. Um, it's an amazing show. They just celebrated the two-year anniversary of that show over at the Cedar. It was a, that was a beautiful that was a beautiful show. We we did two shows that night, or not that night, but we did two shows that weekend, and that was important to me because I had the the I did a. I went to go see Ron Funches at the Cedar in 2017 with my friend Misha. And that show had, like, when I saw him perform there, I was like, I'm going to do stand-up one day. I'm going to try it out. And a few months later, I went and did it. So that the show we just did was important to me because I got to perform at the place that inspired me to do it. Yeah, that's and it awesome. Was, it was wild to do. I accidentally heckled Ron Funches one time. Oh, what happened? All right, so uh, we were in Grand Forks, North Dakota. Me yeah. and my buddies had been drinking. We went to go see uh, Brian Posehn, and Ron Funches was also, or was mm. opening up, and I don't remember who the middle was. Um, but there was, like, basically two features and then a headliner. Yeah. So we go to the show. I'm, like, lit because we made bad decisions. And These things happen. Ron Funches has a joke where he's like, hey, Mr. Whiteface. <laughs> yep, yep, uh, he's yep. talking about his cat, but yeah. he looked directly at me. And he said, hey, Mr. Whiteface. And I was like, oh, hey. And that's it. And then he just <laughs> eviscerated me. And I was like, oh, damn it. I got Oh, God. God, he got you. I got, got, I got yeah. walked into that joke. <laughs> <laughs> 
I still feel bad about that. Yeah. Mainly because I got got, mm. but also because I heckled. Right. Even though it was a little one, just a little baby a little heckle. Little baby heckle. Sometimes, I don't know. Heckling is wild because some people, like, aren't with, some people, some comics don't mess with it at all. And then some people, yeah. some comics will, like, feed into it. Some will lose their damn mind. Yeah. Saw that one the other night. I was like, whoa. Who was it? Or do you, or do you not want to name names? I'm not going to name. I'll tell you after. Okay. <laughs> but I'm not going to name names. This is not for the podcast. Nah, no, nah, I don't want to give them any negative press. I'm all about positive press. Positivity. So. Yeah. Uh, I guess then we'll wrap up. Um, you can find me at Matt Failed. <laughs> loudest truck ever. <laughs> you can find me at Matt Failed. Um, you can find me on AndyMattField.com. You can email me at HardDayDiaries at gmail.com. Uh, I have some upcoming shows. I'm getting roasted in Monticello on November fifteenth. Oh, you're getting roasted uh, too. Yeah, yeah. Someone it's was roast like, season. Yeah, they were like, "Hey, we should we should do a roast." I'm like, "Yeah, that's great." And I was like, "Well, what, who do we think we want to roast?" And then I was like. As soon as they said me, I was like, oh, you roped me into this. Damn. Just make sure you, like, mentally prepare for it. I had to, like, for mine, I just had to be like, all right, this isn't, these people don't, like, they mean this, but they don't mean this. Yeah, they mean this from love. Yeah, this is all love. Uh, so there, uh, that's going to be in Monticello at the Nordic Pine, or Nordic Pines, Nordic Brewery in uh, Monticello, November 15th, uh, I think 7 p.m. Uh, you can find it on my website, andymadfield.com. But uh, that's going to wrap it for this episode. Thank you for listening. And as always, tell me about your hard days.